Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Steve and Katie Keene. They are the co-hosts of a show called Family Success Secrets. I wanted to talk with Steve and Katie because they are special needs parents who have overcome some challenges, not only with themselves, but also with, with raising their children, learning some secrets that have helped them, and they would like to share those with anybody who's willing to listen. And uh, so I'm very excited to have them on because not only are we going to talk about how they became focused on on forward, but we're also going to talk to them about how they got to the point of creating a podcast, what the content of that podcast is, and why you, as a listener of Focused on Forward, need to listen to Family Success Secrets as well. So Steve and Katie, thank you so much for being here today. We're, I'm so glad to have you as a guest. Thank you. Yes. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting us. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, very excited to have you. Now, I've been listening to a little bit of your podcast here and there. I haven't been able to listen to every episode just yet, but I, I did want to say that I love the laid back uh, nature of your show. It's it's not overbearing. It's not like he, you know, bam, here's we're selling you something. Uh, it's it's a, a very easy to listen to podcast. So so nicely done there. So kudos first on, first and foremost. Thank you. Yeah, we really yeah. have had so much fun with the show, and we are very genuinely enjoying every guest that we've interviewed. Um, and really, the episodes that we do solo are something. They're things that are very deeply meaningful to us. So it, it's Excellent. been really a favorite thing that we've done on our journey so far. Makes it easy. Excellent. Okay, so uh, if you would please tell us a little bit about your backstory. And now I mentioned that you're special needs parents, but mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your backstory of how you how that came to be, and how you became focused on forward. Let's let's talk about that journey. Okay, so um, we first met right after I had completed the Navy's dive school, and um, and then I got stationed up in in Rhode Island where her father was stationed. He was in the military, I was in the military. And uh, so that's where she and I met. And then uh, shortly after meeting there, I got uh, sent down to South Texas. And for two and a half years, we dated long distance. And at the completion of that tour of duty, she and I got married. We had our first year of marriage together while I was in E of D school. And then immediately after I graduated from that school, we moved overseas. And so we were in Sicily. And after being there for a year, we decided let's start uh, to build our own family. And so we were pregnant with our first kid and I was due to go on a deployment from Sicily down into Africa, like any day now. And she was at 40, two 43 weeks right she was Very way overdue. overdue 
okay. her, mother had, her mother had flown over from America to join us in Sicily because it was her first grandchild. And so there we were and we got through 29 hours of labor. Our first child was born and within 24 hours, he started to have seizures. Oh, okay. And he was due to leave. And I was due to leave day. any day now. And so uh, long story short with that part is that the small military base that we were at says, we can't handle that. We can't handle this condition. So they flew a plane down from Germany with a team of specialists and grabbed up Katie and my son, put them on the plane and flew them back to Germany to go up to the neonatal intensive care unit there. I was kind of released from having to go on that deployment to Africa. They sent somebody in my place with my team. And so I made my way up to Germany separately by commercial air. Her mother was stranded in Sicily uh, because we had both just left to Germany. <laughs> she had like a week to go before she was supposed to come back to the States. But we had a lot of good friends there who took care of her. And nice. then, uh, in the course of our time there in Germany with the with the team in the NICU and whatnot, we found out that our son had had a stroke in utero and the oh, prognosis okay. was, we have no idea how this is going to play out over the course of your child's life. And so we're going to recommend that you go back to the United States as quickly as you can and we'll see how things develop from there. And so we went back to, to Italy and basically got into the mode of packing up so that uh, by the time six or eight, eight weeks, weeks had elapsed, we were already back in the United States yeah. and um, had been born into the special needs family on, <laughs> on day one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was right. a rough entry into parenthood, but, um, you know, going, looking backwards, we can see how it changed our lives in many ways into a deeper, richer life than we ever could have imagined, which sounds odd, you know, we'd never want something like that to happen to our kid. But because it did, it's amazing to see the transformation that an experience like that can actually have in your life. Okay, so what challenges have you had to, well, over, I don't know, I don't wanna say overcome, but in a sense, you do have to overcome some challenges. You do have to learn how to, you know, some workarounds, uh, so what are some of the things that you've had to overcome or work around as a special needs parent so that you guys can continue to be focused on forward? So I would say um, because we went on to have four more children through frequent military moves, um, it put a lot of strain, you know, just your general stress level as a human being, um, increasing the number of children while you're moving a lot. And then those children had their own unique needs. We ended up with our firstborn, actually, he's great. Um, he turned out not to have any residual side effects, but we have two others who for different reasons completely ended up with some significant disabilities. Okay. And um, it's taught us how to prioritize what's truly important. And it's taught us to be resilient. Um, we have learned how to really look for silver linings in things and to be able in the long run to understand how all the pressure that we were under, you know, sometimes it might make you feel like you're gonna crack, but really when you look at a diamond, it was made under pressure. And so when we look backward, we can see 
how so much of that pressure was forming our family into the unit that we are now. Okay. So how important it is, is it as a special needs parent to feel that you have a community or, or support around you? <laughs> well, uh, it, is, it is incredibly important because everything that you do is generally harder than it is for a family of children who develop typically. For instance, uh, our kids used to laughingly say that we spent a lot of our family time together in the waiting rooms at medical facilities, right? Well, if, right. if Katie and I wanted to go out on a date together, we had to have somebody who could watch our kids and, and not just anybody's gonna roll into the house and say, oh, watch your kid. And uh, what do I do if they have seizures again? You, you, that doesn't happen, right? right. And so we have, uh, we have to figure out different ways to do that sort of thing. Or if we wanted to say, uh, well, let's, let's go to church together as a family, uh, it would be very hard to do because uh, if a kid can't control their behavior, their volume in any sort of public setting, it makes it very hard, right? And so for us, um, and for any special needs family, really, I mean, the cost of the medical bills is is substantially higher, and mm, okay. uh, and sometimes you know folks need help with that. The ability to interact, um, you know, if it was a mom and dad sort of thing that we wanted to go and attend, we'd have to have help from somebody to watch our kids because you can't hire your your average babysitter or uh, something like that. So, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on, especially proven out during the time of quarantine during the coronavirus, because uh, having a child who has a compromised immunity means that we can't go out into the public the way that the neighbor can, even if we throw on a mask and, and you know, take those loose precautions like that. Understood. But we had folks who were very gracious and they would pick up things from the grocery store yes. and awesome. they would leave them on our front porch. <laughs> it was and wonderful. then we would go and sanitize those things and bring them in the house. And that greatly decreased the risk of exposure. Wonderful family. And so, uh, you know, there's three or four different examples there of, of how that kind of stuff is, mm -hmm. is really important. And it's really quite a blessing, uh, to, yeah. to a family who needs it. I think, um, if I were to bring in the mental health aspect too of community, you know, um, like he mentioned a lot of the hands-on in town people, but there are um, many ways to get support from community, even virtually, because just having a few people who really understand what you're experiencing, who are on that same wavelength, you know, who have also been inducted into this, <laughs> um, you know, unusual life that you don't get, you don't, don't get to pick for yourself. Um, can make it so much more joyful and can make you feel so much more empowered. Um, just being understood is so valuable. And so, you know, if there's a parent out there who's listening, who is a special needs parent and doesn't feel they have that support, I really recommend that they try to find, um, whether it's a group online, um, beware of those groups, make sure you find one that has a positive mindset that can be very challenging. So be, be picky. Yes. But, all you really need is one or two people. You know, you don't need a whole group. You just need people to interact with you, um, to encourage you and support you. And it really makes a world of difference. Yeah. And, and to your point there, uh, Katie, one of the things that my wife and I discovered when our daughter was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome uh, is there's a million Guillain-Barre sites out there. 
and uh, you know, and Guillain Beret uh, Facebook pages rather. But uh, one of the things that we noticed was that you had to do just what you just said. You have to be picky. Uh, some of them are going to be nothing but doom and gloom. And uh, this is the worst thing ever. And this, you know, this isn't manageable. This isn't something you can deal with and all these other things. Uh, but we found one that, you know, it wasn't, didn't feel ever feel like it was, you know, blowing smoke up the old caboose. Uh, but we did feel that it was realistic mm. uh, in its approach and it was honest in its approach, uh, which was, which, which was very helpful. As a matter of fact, my wife and I are still uh, members of that page. Uh, we still um, take a lot of uh, uh, encouragement from that and, and how it's, it's pre presented there. You know, and, and also to that point, we live, speaking about being in a doom and gloom, we, we live in a society where, where they focus on the negative. You know, so somebody may see you guys as, as being parents of a special needs child and, and think about all the negatives that, that could be seen from that. Right. But Instead of the negatives, I, I love the fact that you guys focus on the positives. So what things are there to enjoy about being a parent of a child with special needs? Well, I'll tell you, one of the first things that becomes a benefit is, is when the entire family is pitching in. Mm -hmm. All right. So obviously, Katie and I have to do a lot of work oh, to, yeah. <laughs> to help with, with kids, right? But when you see the brothers and sisters equally involved and equally motivated because they they love they love their sibling mm -hmm. and they want to pitch in and they want to do it and what's funny is that you will hear them sometimes kind of argue like well he's going to stay with me when i'm older and they're like nah, he's with me. you know like we'll figure it out guys we'll figure it out but it is wonderful to see that expression awesome. of love that they have and and then it translates out of the house as well so all right, so obviously we haven't been in a grocery store in, in an entire year now, but if you were out in town and there was another child who was disabled, some folks may have a tendency to look away because they don't know quite how to interact with that, mm -hmm. with that child. You know, I think our kids would probably go up and start having a conversation and they might be like, hey, what are you kids doing, right? Because our kids they see the beauty in that person and they're genuinely curious. Love it. Like, well, hey, what's going on with you? And, you know, and, and they're not afraid to go up in there and they're to engage not. in somebody who looks or acts differently yeah. because of a disability or a, a condition that's, you know, something that they can't help. And they've spent a lot of time in therapy clinics and various hospital settings. And, you know, with our military background, we've spent a lot of time as well at Walter Reed Hospital, where you see a okay. lot of injured veterans too. And um, so for our children, it no longer phases them. They understand a person is a person. It doesn't matter what they look like. Um, you know, they obviously understand the difference between dangerous people and safe sure. people when it sure. comes to, you know, people with special needs and disabilities. It, it has been a really nice benefit because they can see the human inside. They're not looking at the outside. I love the fact that you guys didn't even hesitate. You went right into an answer. That was awesome, uh, you, you know, because many times I'll ask people a question, uh, you know, so even question along those lines, and there's the need to think about it for a moment. I love the fact that you guys knew the answer, I think probably even before I had the question done, uh, just by the, that with how quick Steve answered that, I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a part of life. It's part of our, our daily life here. I mean, and another one that I can throw in real quick is that our children have a, a lifelong 
love of healthy food now because of, of medically based diets that have had to be imposed. They, the kids have learned how to cook. They know how to <laughs> do that kind of stuff themselves. And so they're not going to um, spend their lives trying to figure out how to get by. Like when they, when they eventually move on from our house, they're, they're going to know how to prepare their own meals and, you know, and start proud, from scratch. They're so, proud of it. Yeah. You know, there's oh, they should be. There's been educational benefits as well. Um, our oldest son, the one that had the stroke, he actually asked if he could please join in our neurodevelopmental sessions that we were getting trained in every six months. We had um, joined an amazing institute to have them train us how to help our most disabled son. And the oldest got very interested in this as he saw us performing all of these therapies at home. And before he was 14, he received his first in a line of certifications from this neurodevelopmental institute because he asked if he could please begin attending lectures that were each 12 hour days, two days in a row. He would take 13 to 29 pages of notes each time. Um, and the staff allowed him to come. You know, they they saw him enough. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, how it can also even just enhance their desire to learn and then they take pride in that and they want to keep learning new things so <laughs> really neat it's been cool that's, that's good that's yeah. awesome so even though you have all these things that that clearly you enjoy about being a special needs parent and there's there's some beautiful things that you've mentioned that the love of you know that your children show to one another and the investment that they have in, in one another those are beautiful things and i'm so glad that you, that you guys are able to see those things but there's also challenges that are attached to this. So what individual challenges do you feel that you have to face as a parent of, of a special needs child? Definitely grief is one that's really, really prevalent among many special needs families and something that I myself knew I needed support to help deal with. And so I have spent a number of years specifically reaching out to get help to learn how to process grief and um, find it to be such a healthy concept, something to understand. You know, um, I would say for me, that's probably the first thing that pops to mind. How about you? Well, okay. there's, there's fear. Yeah. There's, there's a great deal of uncertainty as to next year, mm -hmm. two years down the road and certainly longer term, but, but there's, there's, the possibility of, of um, bad situations taking place because Medically. of medical conditions mm -hmm. that, that cannot be, cannot be fixed. Right. And, and so you, you don't focus on that, but it doesn't leave the back of your mind. You might not think about it for a week or so here and there, but it won't be long before the thought comes back around that uh, you're blessed today and you're not guaranteed tomorrow uh, sure. so if it's three o'clock in the morning and the whole family's up because there's a bad seizure going on you're reminded of that immediately yeah. right and so that all has become more dangerous as a result of um, having having the coronavirus out there um, when you have a child with a compromised immunity and so you know that's a real part of it too We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now back to Focused on Forward. So um, when I think about it, you, you've mentioned this a couple times with about the the coronavirus and everything that's happened over the last year. Uh, we too had to take it uh, in our household, had to take 
stronger measures than what we did because my daughter is immunocompromised as well. Um, you know, so we, we look at that and we go, okay, these are the things that we have to try and make sure that we're safe on. But like any other parent, whether it's a parent of a, a someone who's chronically ill, you have someone who's, who's special needs, um, there's going to be a time that no matter how blessed you feel today, there's going to be the day where you wake up and you feel overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. What do you do to help you not feel overwhelmed? It's mm, a really good question. So there's a lot of things. Um, some days it just means kind of turning off the chaos and having more time with the family. In general, for us though, it's a matter of making systems and really watching out for our self-care so that we can minimize the stresses that don't need to be stresses wherever we can so that our systems can deal better with the stresses that are the surprises, like the really bad sudden seizure. And now your body is completely overwhelmed and you're flooded with cortisol, you know, and, um, you know, or something goes bad in the day, you didn't expect it. If the other baseline things that could be stressors, but you've systemized them, simple systems, I'm a free spirit, nothing complicated. <laughs> um, you know, if those are just kind of running on autopilot, that allows for that space. Um, and then, you know, for me, at least I won't answer for Steve, but for me, I can tell when I'm not doing the right self-care because it just get overwhelmed much more quickly and I will struggle with managing it. Okay. I have to fall back on the fact that I did the Navy life for so many years that it, it was a lot of times just get up and do it anyway, <laughs> kind of attitude, right? Uh, you know, sure. Two o'clock in the morning, and you're the one driving the ship. And I'm like, wow, I gotta stay awake for four more hours. This is great. Uh, you just, you just do it because you have to. Um, and so, a lot of times, there's that kind of stuff because it's it's seven days a week. It it just doesn't ever stop, right? And um, you know, you can you can do that sort of thing. And the gr good thing is that your other family members can um, be quite gracious and say, okay this one's having a bad day today. Let's, let's try and give them a little extra, a little yeah. extra grace. And the rest of us will pitch in a little more. Yeah. And then it, it rotates because everybody has that kind of day. Okay. Those are good answers. I like them. All right. So let's talk about um, how you guys got into your podcast, because clearly you have a lot of free time and clearly you have all this uh, extra time to do whatever it is that you want to do. So where did you figure out time to squeeze in a podcast and how did that come about? Well, definitely. Yes. With all our free time. <laughs> and for those listening, that was clearly sarcasm. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is really our nights and weekends. Um, that we're doing the podcast, we kind of fell into it. A year ago, if you had asked us, oh, you know, if we'd ever do a podcast, that would not have been something that would have been on our radar at all. But we really felt very called last year, um, a little over a year ago now, to start trying to reach out and help other special needs families because we did see such a lack of community, a lack of connection, so much grief, so much fear and confusion. And we knew so many things that we had learned over 
so many years, you know, having been inducted into the special needs life so early on that we began a journey to try to set up what originally was going to be and someday will be a nonprofit to help special needs families. Um, and along that journey, we fell into podcasting and we are so thankful that we did because really, I mean, it has been our favorite part of this journey so far. And um, it's just so enriching to get to hear other people's stories and to learn from some of our guests and to share what we've learned from others along the way and just to meet so many amazing people. So we've really enjoyed it. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, the name, where people can find it, you know, what some of the topics are that you talk about. Maybe these are things that might resonate with the audience and, and help them to see why they should be listening to the Family Success Secret Show as well. Sure. So the, the name is obviously the Family Success Secrets podcast and, and it's on Apple Podcasts. Well, I think you could probably find it in a few other places, Yeah. but, but that's where, that's where we, we publish it and uh, have everybody go to listen to it. So we'll point you to Apple Podcasts for that. And, and then the idea is that we have ourselves and guest speakers. And so far we've just been alternating mm-hmm. one show with us, one show with a guest speaker, and then rotating back and forth. And we cover primarily any of the three major topics that people will come across. And, and that is their health, their family's relationships, and their finances. And so we will have either ourselves talk about a system that we have learned that we implement um, that help to make our life easier mm-hmm. or something that the guest might come on. So a guest may come on who's, uh, let's say we had, uh, we've had episodes with nutritionists, we've had accountants, We've had people who are, are quite good with relationships and they teach particular relationship uh, processes and things like that. And so we sort of rotate through any of those different kinds of things. And so the idea is that we will share what we have learned and we'll have the guests tell their story. And so you get to know them and that type of thing. And it's pretty fun. But at the end of each show, we try to give some sort of secret. We will, you know, jokingly say it's a secret but we don't have any secrets about it we have a show so that we can give them away yes and so what we try to do is say here is something that your family can take home today and try and implement for a quick win right something that you can do that will either help to um, improve your family's health or your family relationships or your family's finances or something along those lines something that they can do and then if it's a guest we'll point them to how they can find the guests, you know, if they have a specialty that they like to help people with. Yeah. And um, the guests are a mixture of people who either have been, you know, experienced special needs in some way or have special needs or just don't at all. So, you know, for example, um, the nutritionists that we are, that one that we had and another that we will be having, they aren't involved at all. The home organizer that we're going to be releasing an episode from, she doesn't have any, you know, connections with the special needs world, but their information is so very helpful. And our podcast is for all families. And what we believe firmly is that the guests that we do bring on who have connection with special needs life, um, there is so much gold and, and so much expertise that comes from learning under so much pressure that all of that applies to every family anyway. So regardless of their background, the wisdom that comes is wonderful to share. Okay. And how often is your, is your show published now? 
we publish every Wednesday. So every Wednesday. Okay. Every Wednesday morning. If you open up your uh, Apple podcast, if you're subscribed, the newest episode will download for you. And yeah. And I believe it's on plenty of other platforms. It was supposed to have spread out to other platforms by now. I'm sure it has. I, I haven't looked anywhere else other than Apple for it. That's uh, I'm an iOS user. So typically if I listen to a podcast, it's on Apple. That's just, that's just the easy peasy uh, way to do it. So, <laughs> all right. So what has been your greatest success with podcasting so far? What has your, been your, uh, your, what you feel is your best achievement so far? Mm, gosh, I think really so far, just how much fun it's been. Because when you're on a journey to try to help other people, um, you want it to be joyful. (laughs) And this definitely fits that, you know. So for me, that would be my answer. Yeah, uh, it was surprisingly fun uh, because we didn't enter into the idea of helping special needs families or other families with the idea of doing a podcast that we sort of fell into that. And that was pretty cool. And so we got some help launching and. And uh, the week that we launched, we hit number 20 in the parenting. Uh, oh, awesome. And, 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 and so we're like, hey, that's super cool, <laughs> that right? Fun. And, and it was, you know, and we were trying to kind of go, let's say, below the radar. I wasn't, you know, other than saying, hey, mom and dad, we got a podcast. And they're like, well, that's great, son, you know, and, and we're helping <laughs> folks that we know. But we weren't like telling the neighbors. We weren't, you know, going around town saying, hey, come check out our podcast. But that first weekend, somebody that I work with was like, you've got a podcast. And I'm like, how did you find out? It's like, there's no way on earth. You know, it's like, and so, you know, so we were trying to, uh, trying to avoid any of the kind of, of, of idea that uh, we were going to be hometown celebrities or anything mm-hmm. like that, but, yeah, we and, weren't. and we still aren't. So I can laugh about that one, but it was just hilarious that in the first week, somebody was like one degree away from me yeah how'd you do that so anyway that was that was kind of fun and it's been really really cool to have the opportunity to speak with people that we've spoken with because we'll typically do uh, a visit with them on zoom beforehand and we ended up we end up talking like four times longer than we ever planned to because they're so daggone interesting to us, right? We have such a good time talking with them and and then it's, okay, we're out of time. So I guess we got to go and, you know, and then that's it. But then we get back on and and it's time to record the actual podcast. and, and, And it's hard in a sense to not pick up where you left off, but the audience will have missed the value right. of that first conversation. Here. Right. So in a sense, it's kind of like you got to start back over and, and then you're still constrained by time, you know, cause you don't want to air a four hour episode because, <laughs> you know, folks aren't going to hang out for that, but yes. trying to get it down into that much more concise time frame is sometimes hard because. Yes, it is. Time. Yeah. And we've just made so many new friends through it. It has been absolutely delightful. Yeah, I think for myself, one of the things I appreciate most about podcasting and something that I didn't know going into it was how many people I was going to meet that I was going to remain in contact with afterwards. It wasn't just that, oh, hey, you were a guest on my show. Thanks for talking. Okay, see you. Bye. Um, I've actually become invested in people's lives and, and getting a chance to know them and, and what they're doing and follow up with them and, and seeing how they're doing, you know, uh, you know, post show release and all that kind of stuff. So that's for me. Uh, answering my own question. That's what I've really enjoyed about, about this whole podcasting experience. So I have two more questions for you guys. And these are questions I ask every single guest on our show. 
Number one, looking back over the entirety of your experience, what is the single greatest lesson that you have learned? Mm, there's so many lessons. The single greatest. Do you want to answer that? I would take a quick stab at it and say that it is uh, for anything that you want to pursue, you need to find the requirements for it and then go after it with some real zest, right? Because a lot of times you think that something is really daunting and it might seem that way. But if you take that first step of figuring out, here's what's required to be a, a person who uh, gets this type of certification or the person who does this line of work or a person who wants to launch a podcast, whatever it is, once you figure out what the requirements are and you can figure out the steps to get you from here to there, then things become almost magically easier, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a lot of things that I've done through my course and time in the Navy and, and whatnot, where you want to do a particular thing and it seems like it's too big. Mm -hmm. But once you figure out, well, hey, everyone, other people have done it rather, right? And, and there's usually a charted path. You can figure out not necessarily the steps that they took, but here's what you're going to have to do to get from here to there and go after it real full force. And that applies to being a special needs parent too, um, or a parent in general, you know, just being willing to remember you're not the only one, you're not alone, you're not a victim. And then having that ability and willingness to keep your eyes and mind open to what's out there and taking the steps, like Steve said, because, you know, for us in our journey, because we were willing to be curious and we were willing to explore all the options of care out there for our child, not just the ones presented to us in the office. You know, we, we have made so much progress with our children where we were told we never would because we were willing to have that curiosity and that resilience and that willingness to keep taking steps and you're just taking little steps. <laughs> so. Okay, excellent. All right, question two. Sure. Very closely kin to the first question, looking back over your entirety of the, your experience, what is the single greatest piece of advice that you have been given? I think for me, there's been so many people who've given us great advice, but I think really just having faith that these experiences are happening for me, not to me, has been a really impactful piece of advice. Um, and then, you know, also along those lines, when it comes to just impacting our family, because we live under stress at many, many times, you know, when you're dealing with medical uncertainties, um, when it comes to relationships, really looking for the intent behind what's going on with a person versus necessarily the way that they're expressing themselves. Um, we use this with our children too, because it's so easy in stressful times to really feel like we're each other's enemy. And yet we're not, we're family, we're a team. And so really looking beyond into the heart of what's happening um, is so key. And so when we learned that, it really started to change things. How about you? I don't know if I could do that so succinctly. The first thing that came to my mind when you said that is 
you know, I haven't had a lot of mentors throughout the course of my life, but when I was a young enlisted guy, I used to help this retired admiral teach math during, uh, during lunch breaks when I was, when I was in, uh, when I was in this training school. Now he was a, a retired World War II submariner or submariner, depending on which way you'd like to say it. So he's an old school Navy guy. And right. right when I was getting ready to graduate from that program, he was talking with me one day and I loved hanging out with him because it was usually just he and I, because not too many people came for math tutoring during their lunch break. But he said, he said to me, he said, Steve, if you stay in the Navy long enough, you're eventually going to meet that guy who you've always, or you're eventually going to meet that guy who is the horse's back end. <laughs> and when you do, just smile and keep on moving because you're not going to change that guy. Mm. You're not going to change the way that guy thinks. And I guess in a sense that ties back with what she's saying here. There are so many times when we've been handed the conventional piece of wisdom or the medical prognosis, which is just the, the worst mm. thing possible, which mm -hmm. is what you get sometimes. And had it not been for a good deal of stubborn resilience or curiosity or determination on our part to, to not stop and be satisfied with the generic answer, um, you know, our children would not be as well off today as they are. Uh, those with, with special needs, right? And so my advice, I guess, the advice that I eventually got if I wanted to boil that down was, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, there's, there's a diagnosis that says your child has this condition and that can be a matter of fact, right? You, you, can, you can test for that kind of thing, but the prognosis is not determined. It is not determined in a doctor's office. It is not determined anywhere except over the course of the life and it depends highly on how hard you pursue it, how hard you're willing to work mm -hmm. and investigate. And so for us, that's, that's what we do. And, and, um, and it has paid off richly for us yeah. and, and for our children and for those people that we come in contact with, that we can share that, that type of thought with, because they can see that they can do it too. Right. Uh, yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. That's wonderful. Okay. So guys, if, if you're, you haven't caught on yet, the family success secrets podcast is something you should be paying attention to. It's a very good show, very down to earth. Much of what they're the style of talking that you heard from Steve and Katie today is what you're going to hear on their podcast as well. It's not preachy. It's not teachy. It's just nice, uh, good information that can affect anyone, whether you're a special needs parent or as they said several times, just a parent. There are things that each and every family needs to be able to learn and know how to do and, and little secrets that can help each and every one of us. So check out their show. It's the, again, the Family Success Secrets podcast with the hosts, Steve and Katie Keene. And we are so glad to have them on the show today. Thank you guys. Appreciate you being here. Thank you Our for pleasure. having us. All right. That's going to conclude us today for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcastfof, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, 
Be kind and be loving to one another as you stay focused on Forward.